Hey, it's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. Paul Favre right here, your host. How is everyone doing? Things are back to normal, right? I think. I think we just are acting like it doesn't exist. This new virus, uh, I haven't gotten it yet. I did get the other one a couple times, maybe three times. Who knows? Um, I've never gotten the chicken pox. Does that make me worse off or better off? I don't know the answer, but if you do, email me, pfarvartgmail.com, and let me know. This episode of Singles Only Podcast features comedian Olivia Witt from Madison. Fun episode hilarious comedian. Check her out. Check me out uh, at my upcoming shows. I will be at, uh, let's see here, this week will be, uh, I'll be at CG's Comedy Club in Bolingbrook, August 26th, 27th. Come check that out. Then I'm back in Florida at Sidesplitters, uh, opening for my friend April Macy. Um, then I'm at uh, House of Comedy in Arizona, September 21st, and JP's Comedy Club in Gilbert, Arizona, September 23rd, 4th, 5th, all that stuff. I'll be in Oklahoma City at the end of the month, and then Arkansas at the Looney Bins as well. Um, sporadically, I'll be doing some shows in Chicago as well, so if you want to see me, check out my website, paulfcomedy.com. Those are all the upcoming dates. Or follow me on Instagram, at paulfarvar. If you put in Paul F-A-R, I pop right up, which is cool. Hopefully by by the end of the year, when you type in Paul F, I'll be the first as well. Um, if you want to buy the shirts, those are available. Better Call Paul shirts. All the proceeds go to Parkinson's Foundation. We are doing a fundraiser at Zanies in Rosemont on December 11th, Sunday, for Parkinson's Foundation. So save that date if you want to support Parkinson's Foundation, a cause near and dear to me. Also, speaking of support, check out our sponsors. <laughs> Hey, it's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. Paul Farver here. No voice of reason. Maybe we won't need it. Maybe we do. Uh, this comedian we have all the way from uh, Madison, Wisconsin, north of Chicago. Uh, I, st- I got to do a show with you at Lake Geneva, right? Yes. That was a show. Uh, very funny, up and coming comedian. Uh, you were supposed to do a podcast. And then you had to cancel because you got to work at one of the greatest comedy clubs in America, Comedy Club on State in Madison. Yes. So you were instantly forgiven. <laughs> Olivia Witt. Yes. Thanks for joining Thank us. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Oh. So how long have you been doing comedy first? Tell us that. I've been doing comedy for, I think, four, almost five years at okay. this point. Um, Still want to do it, huh? Yeah, all out in Madison. Uh, I am sort of getting to a point now, too, where a lot of people are like, oh, are you planning on moving somewhere? Right. So I've got to like think about that. Because I do feel like there's a pretty good like Madison to Chicago pipeline of a lot of friends Absolutely. down here. Absolutely. You guys have produced a lot of great comedians. Yeah. But it also seems like I can come here and do it's things. crazy. So, yeah. yeah. I think it's funny because uh, Madison is such a great room. Uh, and it's it's a very warm room. Mm-hmm. It's a very warm community. I think everyone, it's, and when people ask me where are the best places to perform, I, I always say Milwaukee, Madison, Minneapolis, those places where, for me, at least my comedy, I feel like educated, regular people are fucking the best. Mm-hmm. But when you leave Madison, I feel like there's a big jump because sometimes rooms can't be as uh, 
open-minded, I, for lack of a better word. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty progressive town. That's why I feel like living and performing comedy in Wisconsin is kind of weird because it is like when you're in Madison performing in <laughs> Madison, it's so different than if you leave exactly. and go like an hour away. Even 40 minutes away. Yeah, exactly. I feel like even Kenosha, uh, which is close to there or anywhere, it's just all of a sudden, you don't know what you're going to get. And, yeah. and those small, small communities in Wisconsin, which there's so many shows you can do in Wisconsin and Michigan, they're so different than the urban areas or the, the cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But I do want to say that that's funny because I remember when I started comedy, like four or five years in, a crew of Madison comedians came over from Chicago, from Madison to Chicago and, and thought they were going to like take over this <laughs> planet. And one of them did, uh, Jeffrey Asmus. Uh, shout out to my friend Jeff. But uh, it was just funny seeing how the they're like, oh, yeah, it's not as it's not all flowers and puppy dogs like it is in Madison. Oh yeah, I get that. I do think it's something too where you can kind of cultivate a following in Wisconsin yeah. and I think you have to be very cognizant of like if you leave Wisconsin, you leave that. Right. Like that doesn't exist outside it's ha- of Wisconsin. It's a hard jump. Yeah. But I mean that's with everything with comedy to leaving Chicago to go to LA or New York, it's a hard jump and mm-hmm. it's just one of those things but a lot of people come here and I feel like it's a good balance. I think being in mid- Midwest, Wisconsin, Michigan, Illinois, I feel like you get a good, if you can perform and crush in all the rooms there, you're ready. You're ready. That's and this, that's my opinion. But what do I know? I've only been doing this for a couple of years. So. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's Well, it's interesting too. I feel like I've talked to a lot of different people and gotten a lot of different opinions about things of like, you know, I'm like, should I stick it out in Wisconsin for a couple more years and then just make like a bigger jump to New York or LA? Or should I go to Chicago now? And that way I'm able to like get up more in front of different crowds and things like that. Yeah. Um, and people have all different opinions. Right. And I am thinking through a lot of them. <laughs> it's all your, it's everyone has their own journey. It depends on what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's pretty much all you can do. I, I, I wish in hindsight, maybe I wish I moved to LA or New York earlier. And I was planning on moving to LA right before the pandemic. So it's kind of like redeciding. But it's mm-hmm. whatever you do, there's no wrong answer because people go to New York, they move back, they come back. It's it all, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And You're then young it's kind enough of, or it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. That is kind of comforting and knowing that too. Or I do feel like I know a lot of people who've made the move and then just decided to move back. Yeah. And it's Fuck not it. a big deal at all. No. Yeah. Jeff, Jeffrey asked was speaking of the devil, moved to New York, mm-hmm. came back to Chicago. Now he's just moved back again. So, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't always have to be like completely linear, which Amen. is nice. So now comedy has taken over your life. Are, are you doing, you have a day job too, though? Yes. Okay. I do cancer research software tech support, which is a title that gets less impressive with every word that yeah. comes out of my mouth. Should have just said, is there a shorter way to doing that? Um, yeah, it's just tech support. I mean, it's basically someone calls me and it's tech like, support for good causes. Yeah. It's yeah. Fun. I actually moved out to Madison. I'm originally from like outside the DC area. Okay. And I moved out to Madison to work at Epic, which is like a healthcare software company that's huge. And they recruit out of every place. Yeah. Everyone Fair. who lives in Madison has some tie to Epic pretty okay. much. It's like this I billion dollar that. company. It's, it's also insane because it's out in Verona, Wisconsin. It's like 45 minutes out of Madison. So they tell you it's in Madison until you like move there. And then they're like, it's very far away. Oh Um, no. But it's also designed by the people who make Disneyland. So the campus itself, like I worked in the Harry Potter building when I worked there and it's like Harry Potter is Disney. It's, I didn't know that. 
It's not. It's technically not Harry Potter. It's like English Wizard because of trademark oh, okay. reasons, you know. But everyone calls it the <laughs> Harry Potter building. Okay, got it. Um, I thought I didn't. I thought I learned something new. So you have a day job. You're doing comedy at night. How 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 do you date? How first of all, how are you single? Well, what's going on here? Olivia? Well, that's how do I date? I don't. Okay. I really. <laughs> I feel like I'm almost too busy at this point. Um, I also. I don't know. It's just I've never been like a big relationship person. Um, I've only had like a couple of boyfriends. I really do feel like I'm just sort of like pretty happy on my own. Yeah. That's the way to be. Um, yeah. If anything, I've like in terms of relationships, I just aspire usually to have like more friends. Okay. You know, like I love like a good friend group and I well, feel like you're... that's when I have that, I have no desire to date. Okay. Are you on dating apps though? No, I'm not. Not at all. Not okay. at all. Wow. Yeah. That's rare for people not to even do them. Yeah, well, I was on Tinder for a bit, but it just gets so... It's a hookup app, right? Yeah, it's a little, you know, I was just trying to like dip my toes in for a bit. And it's so, I feel like in Madison, it's really hard to date as someone who's like 25, almost 26. Is that how old I am? Yes. No, 26. Oh my gosh. That's okay. (laughs) I am 26. Um, (laughs) No one's going to call you on it. uh, Yeah, I just feel like ever since it's like a college town... There's a lot of younger people. So it's like you go out to bars and it's all 22 year olds. Yeah. And it's hard to meet people that are your age. And I mean, sure, there's like a grad school population out there. There's a law school, grad school population. And there's like some yuppie folks. But it's I don't know. It's different. I feel like you're way more likely to run into someone who's like younger than you. Mm -hmm. Um, Or like, so so where are these people that so when? When I did comedy club on stage, it's been a couple of years since I was last there. The crowds weren't all college kids, though. They were like older. Where are those people fucking coming from? Yeah. I mean, I think they also live in Madison. Um, like teachers and shit. Yeah. I, well, I think the thing is there yeah, is I mean, sort of a there's like a grad school population. There's a lot of like tech healthcare. Healthcare industry is really big out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it also is like a small enough town where I feel like I see sort of the same people all the time. So like, to me, that's a little weird. Like, I feel like the last date I went on to, I like went into the bar and the bartender was like, Oh, Olivia, Hey, the usual. And I was like, okay, we got (laughs) to dial it back. (laughs) I'm on a date. Um, so, so how are you meeting these? Like, how do you meet those people that that you went on a date with? Um, parties usually i don't know i feel like i'm not i just don't like the whole meeting someone on an app thing it just feels why what's what is it i i think it's just sort of like i don't really have like a super big desire to date right so it's like when i do date it's usually because i was like met them through friends of friends um you know i also think because of like the romance of it all you're sort of like all All of it's out there yeah you already know all this stuff but that's also a good thing too so you're not wasting time you start you go on a date a couple of times and then they say something slips out of their mouth you're like oh yeah you're racist or whatever <laughs> yeah well i also feel like it, with apps and stuff too it's almost like it's almost like applying for a job in a way where it's it an just interview can be so like you have to put your best foot forward you got to be really careful whereas if you're just why like, would you have to be careful well, just like you want to present yourself in the best but, way. But, that, but see, that's that's you don't have to. You just present the real you, and yeah. then you don't you don't have. There's no there's no letdown because if people always put their best, they always like I'm going to put my five best pictures. I always say no, but you're like average pictures because then when you make a first impression, it's better than you're like oh you look better than your pictures or yeah. say all the shit about yourself up top. Yeah. Then you don't waste time. But for you, it's different because you don't really care. You don't you don't want to be in a relationship right now 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's also a big thing. And I, I don't know, I think there's also like the romance of it all in terms of like, I don't want to meet someone on, online and have it be really more manufactured. People, no, but now more people are meeting online than in real life. Yeah, the, I would agree with that's, that. No, that's statistically accurate. Okay. It's facts. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's the longest relationship you did have? Uh, I dated I dated a comic. For, it's a horrible know, idea. Disaster for like a year and a half. Yeah, okay. it ended so horribly too that I think that's really kind of scared me off from yeah. shit. We'll get to that in a second. Okay. That was a year and a half. Yeah. Is that the longest relationship you've had? Yep. Yeah. Um, well, you're only 26. So yeah. yeah. And then I had the like he's the only person I think I've ever called my boyfriend outside of a boyfriend I had when I was 14. That doesn't count. And we did it for like a month and a half. Any relationship? First kiss. <laughs> yeah. A relationship before 21 is your brain's not fully formed. Doesn't yeah, count. I feel that. Okay, so a year and a half, you met a comedian on the comedy scene. Yes. Was he a peer or like an established comedian or a newer comic? Um, well, I think also, Well, you too, were new, so. Uh, yeah, this was like right when I started. So okay. I think it was also a thing where I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to continue doing comedy. Like, it wasn't even that sure. big of a risk to me because I was like, yeah, this will be fun. Right. Um, so, yeah, he was a bit more established. Okay. Um, and. Ended poorly. Yes. I mean, we had like a COVID breakup. Which I feel like people came out of COVID and either like got engaged or people had like the worst breakup ever. Yeah. Because how, it's also how like, did you have a yeah? Why was yours the bad breakup? Uh, well, it also like corresponded with other things in my life. Like I let he broke up with me. I had put in my notice at work. Like I was where I was working at Epic, and I they they really overwork you. This is the whole thing. It's like they will burn through people. And I was doing like 50-hour weeks, and I hated it. I hated my job. But there's also not – like it was COVID, so there wasn't anything else to do. You're working from home, though? I was working okay. from home. Um, I was doing not any comedy because comedy really wasn't a thing at this time. Um, so I was working and then hanging out with my boyfriend. Uh, and he broke up with me like a two weeks before. After you gave your notice? Two weeks before. I had already given my notice two weeks before I left my job. Okay. So basically, and I did not have a job lined up, which was giving me a lot of, I'm sure I was not an easy person to date in like this. Cause I gave them like a um, three months notice or something because I was like, can you do that? They encourage you to, cause they want to like, you know, find so, a replacement for You're you. Like I'm out of here. What, what was yeah. the reason to leave? I mean, I, just, I was not doing well and I also just didn't like it. Like it was one sure. of those things where they were like, you got to start taking more stuff on or improving your numbers. And I was like, I don't want to do any of this. Wear more um, flare buttons. Yeah. I don't know. I had a really good manager there and she like really sat me down and was like, look, you want to leave. I know you want to leave. Like just pick a date and that way you're going to be more motivated to like find a job. Um, oh, that's nice of her. Yeah. But I also didn't find a job in that time. So. Okay. Um, but I, I will say I did find a job like shortly after and I have, I really like my job now. I do very similar work, but it's just... They for really a good have, cause. Yeah, it's for a better cause. So when shit goes wrong, you're like, well, at least I'm helping the world. Yeah, exactly. That's fine. Um, but why so you gave your three months notice which is the weirdest sentence i've ever said uh three months notice and then you get a two-week breakup or you get a breakup two weeks thereafter which is like a two weeks notice from your boyfriend and uh why was that epic why was it such a bad breakup because you were just in a bad place and it was covid yeah it was also just like very sudden you didn't know it was coming i was i was just like very sad already so yeah i didn't know it was coming it was very like i told him i loved him like a week before we broke up too for the first time did not hear it back 
Um, oh, that's that would probably be a sign. Yeah, yeah. In so, yeah. hindsight now, you probably can see that that was going to be a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of like that last month, there was like a lot of like, I was like, I would like this to be more serious. I really feel like I can depend so you're putting on you. The pressure and he was on. like, yeah. And he was like, I don't want that. Okay. <laughs> so. how And you were it was over a year though, right? Yeah. At that point. Okay. So that's not unreasonable requests for no, a person. I don't, I don't think so. But I also think, I don't know, it was just, it was a very intense relationship. And I do think looking back, we probably would have broken up had COVID not happened. You know, COVID expedited things like it really was sort of like a well, we spent a lot of time together and there was nothing like there were no other competing interests. Right. Because it was just all there was to do was hang out with each other. Yeah, it's just it's one of those things where it's like you rather be alone. If you break up in COVID, it's like that means they just rather just be alone than be with you. Yeah, it's gotta hurt. Well, that's that's also like another thing is so he broke up with me like during COVID, so it was just kind of like, well, what are you gonna do? Yeah, and then also like I couldn't go to a bar, you know, it was hard to so, get over because you were just sort of in your apartment alone with your thoughts. But that's but see like that's where the apps were great at that point and. Uh, my friend Fahim Anwar has a great joke about that where it's like, it was so great to have dates at that time. Cause you were like, there was just like cheap dates. You just go for a walk. You're like, let's go feed the ducks. Mm-hmm. It was like, you couldn't go anywhere cause everything was shut down. It was like an easy outdoor walk date and you can figure out someone right away. Mm-hmm. You could have done that, but you weren't on the app. See? Yeah. Well, it was also because my job, like my job ended, um, my boyfriend dumped me. I also had a roommate at the time and she, we both worked at Epic and we both didn't like it and we both left. And then did she, she give a three month notice too? I, I think she uh, like similarly like gave a long time notice. Um, but she had a, <laughs> she had a long-term boyfriend. So she ended up moving to like Rhode Island and leaving me. Okay. <laughs> um, so that so was like another thing to add to like, now I have this apartment that's meant for two people and it, it's just me. Um, but you, but did you end up liking it more because you like the solidarity or no? Uh, I mean, it, yeah, it was kind of nice to have a roommate that was also going okay. through some stuff. But it also, I will say when we signed the lease, we signed the lease pre-COVID. And it was one of those things where she was like, always got up at 5 a.m. to run. And I was always out late doing comedy. So we never saw each other. That's a good thing. And she had this like long-term boyfriend. So she'd be gone on the weekends a lot great, of the time. What a great roommate. She was an excellent roommate. That's the best roommate. Yeah. But the problem is that when COVID hit, then we both got like weirdly nervous about, I think we were both going through some, you know, bad stuff mentally. So we just kind of kept our distance. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't really bond ever, which was like kind of weird but um, okay i don't know very nice girl wish her the best but it was sort of just like it's weird to have to go through something like weird like that like i got dumped and i was like crying in my room and the next day she like made me cinnamon rolls which was super duper nice but she was like yeah i i couldn't tell if you guys were like having weird sex at first (laughs) and then i realized you were crying crying. (laughs) and i was like oh that's very funny (laughs) looking back that's kind of hilarious what what kind of weird sex would that be? Yeah, I was like I role mean, play. Maybe, yeah, maybe she was like, "It's COVID. People yeah, really got trying new things." Yeah, okay, I, I could see that. Um, what? Okay, so that ends during COVID, and you didn't. You're like, were, do you think that affected how you're like? Well, I'm not going to do that again. Are you like putting a border around yourself where you're like, I don't want to get hurt, or is it just like you you've noticed something about yourself where you're like, I don't need that little bit but I also think looking back like the times in my life where I was like seeing someone uh, was times where I felt like I needed validation okay 
So And you're getting that now through comedy, obviously. Yeah. Okay. No, <laughs> um, I feel like that's a huge thing. And I think that's why certain people don't mind being alone. Yeah. Yeah. In comedy, at least. I agree. I feel like I, it's also, it's just having this freedom is so nice that like, I don't need to check in with anyone. I can do things where, you know, like today I went to Chicago and on Friday I was in Milwaukee and I can just sort of travel around now and not have to worry about like telling someone. I also feel like with comedy, you're sort of busy during the times that you would go on dates. Right. So yeah, I don't know. I don't really feel like I'm missing out on anything. Yeah. I mean, I think that dating is hard when you when you're trying to go up every night in comedy and so like the the prime hours for dates are usually when you have a show Mm -hmm. so that's that's a big part of it but you can date people outside of comedy that are comedy adjacent that have similar schedules than Mm -hmm. you um which i always tell people date i tell comedians date musicians or comedy adjacent shit but not other comedians yeah and you had one comedian you're like you're done i mean it sounds like you didn't really have the comedy experience of how bad it could get. Yeah, I really didn't. It gets um, worse. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I've I've heard. I won't do it. But um, now is it weird with you guys? Do you guys have shows together and you're like, okay, this is fucked up? Yeah. I mean, we don't really speak. Oh, uh, still? Still. Okay. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't end well. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, it is weird, too, just because I feel like we had a lot of like, because of comedy, we have a lot of mutual friends. Sure. and. I think all of them are very cool and chill with both of us, but I do think sometimes you kind of have to pick sides. It makes it awkward for everyone around you, too. Mm-hmm. Well, I was very fortunate in that when I was dating this guy, he like lived in a house with like three other comics. Okay. And one of the other comics was dating another comic. And so all of us would hang out together. But they broke up like a month, two months before we did. So when I got dumped, I called her. And she like came over with wine and, you know, we've become really good friends. Wait, she got dumped after you or? or, or uh, well, she dumped him. Dumped him. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, they broke up like two months before we broke before, up. Oh, so she was already there. Perfect. So, yeah. so she was waiting for this to happen. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I feel like we really bonded because of that. Um, you guys can start a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, Don't date comedians. Actually, she just started like a mental health podcast and I am a guest on it. So. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll plug that at the end. But. Okay, fair enough. What? So, okay, now um, she's obviously against dating comedians, too. You guys have started this. Yeah, well, she can't be on your podcast. She's in, like, a very nice new relationship oh, with good. this guy. And, yeah, I like him. He's a... Non-comedian. Non-comedian. He's, like, a videographer, though, so he... Comedy adjacent. Jo- comedy adjacent. Perfect. Yeah. Those are the things to do. Yep. And, and, and for comedians, videographer would be a great add to a relationship because... Yeah. That's a costly uh, cost of doing business. So, okay. I know it's all fun and games. My Better Call Paul spiels on stage or my shirts that say Better Call Paul. uh, Donating a lot of the money for charity, by the way. Uh, PaulFComedy.com. You can get your shirt as always. But here's the thing. If you actually need a lawyer, you have to get professional help. So if you're injured on the job, you don't know what kind of compensation you're entitled to, or you're injured in a car accident. Don't handle something on your own, and don't call some random person that you see in commercials on daytime TV. Call someone that really knows what they're doing, someone that's helped workers who were injured for over 20 years in Chicago and beyond. My good friend, attorney Scott Shapiro. He is your man. Give him a call. Here's the thing. 
He also handles entertainment law, whether you're a comedian, a musician, a podcaster, a wrestler, an actor, anything. He's handled all these things for 20 years here in Chicago. He is your guy. Give him a call, 312-627-1650, or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. All consultations initially free of charge. Your first consultation is free. You have nothing to lose. Don't take any chances. Call my friend Scott Shapiro, 312-627-1650, scott at scottshapirolegal.com. Tell him I sent you. You're welcome. Do you do you picture yourself wanting to eventually get married and have kids? Um, or one of the above? I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of at a point in my life right now where I'm like, I kind of could see myself like being single forever. But there is a part of me that wants kids. I can't see myself being married without kids, I guess. There's no reason to get married if you're not going to have kids. Yeah, that's kind of the way that's I feel. That's my opinion. Yep. What, uh, are, do you have brothers and sisters? Yes, I have a younger sister. Uh, she's 22. She just graduated. Um, she's out in L.A. right now. So um, she's probably not going to get married either. Your parents hate you guys. <laughs> well, she has a boyfriend. Okay, but um, it's L.A. Yeah, well, they have, they're like long distance right now too. So That's she not going to last. Yeah. She'll be on the podcast in a week. <laughs> um, uh, and your parents don't put any pressure on you to get married, kids, nothing like that? Not too much, no. I, a surprisingly low amount. I mean, I'm sure some, but I feel like... I, you know, I was raised really Catholic, so I think I was always expecting more. Okay. Um, but I do. My sister really wants to get married and have kids. I think. So. Wait till she gets to LA. That's all going to change. So yeah, depending <laughs> depending on what the trajectory of her life is, I think then then pressure might be applied to yeah. me. But I'm sort of the one. I don't know. I got the I got the STEM job. They can't be too mad at me. STEM job. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like you know, I got the math, science, day sure. job. So they're kind of like ah, you know. Are your parents still together? Yes. Okay. Yep. So um, it's just you and your sister? Yes. Oh, wow. They're going to be pissed. <laughs> you guys don't have kids. You're not going to um, have kids there. Well, maybe you will. You're still young to, to figure that. What now, um, when you do go on g- dates, like what is it that you picture yourself seeing? Like do you have a type? If you if you lined up every guy that you dated, do they all look the same or they all are vegans or some weird shit? too much i feel like i'm now all over the place i'm now sort of skewing towards i like like i don't how do i say this not like bigger guys but i definitely skew away from sort of the like timothy chalamet types okay. and I, li- I like a guy who can like pick me up okay. you know not fat just muscular yeah okay. tall 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 dudes probably you can still be thin but if you're like you know gotta be taller than tall you. Yeah. how tall are you i'm five five oh, yeah. so that's, that's not a everybody. hard yeah okay so you can tall dudes um Anything in terms of, well, they can't be comedians. What about musicians? You can date a musician. Um, yeah. Who's your like crush? Is there like a guy? Uh, well, there was a guy. So famous? Why? Don't say oh, a real famous? name. <laughs> okay. Oh, I was gonna tell oh you story. have a real. I was person. gonna tell a story of like this kind Go of ahead. fling thing That's I've fine. got going on. Um, well, there's a guy who I met him in college, and we like ho- we had like a hookup in college, and he, I met him at like an improv festival, which this doesn't sound good, but. He, we've always just kind of had like parallel lives. Like we kept in touch because we were both like seniors and then he moved out to Colorado Springs and I moved out to Madison. So we were both in like weird college towns where we didn't know anyone. So sure. we like text a lot. Um, but then he moved out to LA and he wants to be a manager of comedians. 
So we have a lot of conversations. It's like a about, videographer. Like, that's like a plus for you. Yeah, yeah. That's very like industry adjacent. We have yeah. like a lot of conversations about comedy and stuff. And, um, you know, I've gone out to visit him and he's come to visit me. He's still in Colorado Springs. He's, or he's out in L.A. Now he's in L.A. Yeah. Okay. So um, we've kept in touch, which has been kind of nice. And there you go. Uh, I do think like with I, I don't know if I ever really want to move to L.A. And I'm not going to base a decision around him a dude yeah unless um, he becomes your manager then fuck yeah you do you have to go to la <laughs> yeah but I, we've just kind of had this like little quasi sure you know, thing going on so okay and that's uh do you guys visit each other at least yeah okay. so yeah I, he comes to madison he came to madison once which i was kind of surprised that he would do that yeah um, one time he was in chicago and we like met in the middle which was very nice great, it's um, not really the middle it's closer to yeah. you but whatever but it was also really nice because he like he came to Madison and I was like, I got a show in Milwaukee. I got a show in Madison. Can I just like drag you to everything? And he was like, yeah, I'd love to like see talent out here. I yeah. love that stuff. So it was like really nice to be able to was bring he wearing someone. like a was a suit and he's going up to people afterwards like, hey, I'm Michael. I'm going to manage bands. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he did comedians. like he did introduce himself to like a couple people on shows <laughs> in like a professionally right. way where. Um, but then people too were like, oh my gosh, can he help me out? And I was yeah. like, he's like an assistant right now. Like right. He's not, I don't think he has any power. Everyone starts at the, the start of the mail. Yeah, room. that's very true. So this could be a, this could be a promising thing. At least yeah. it's a, you know, maybe you guys be on the same page. Maybe don't tell him you love him after a year or see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it, this is definitely a lot less of a serious thing, right. and it's just Distance more of helps. a like, more of a like, we're good friends, and um, you know, maybe if we were ever in the same city, we might date. But even if we don't, I think you know, we're always going to be on good terms, which is nice. That's good, and and if at least if you ended on a good term, if it does go wrong, at least a professional relationship that can start. Yeah. Win win. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've we've covered that. What are like in terms of like your deal breakers if you do meet a guy? Well, first let me ask you this. At shows now, you're are you getting approached by guys after shows where people are trying to hit on you? A couple times. Yeah. I think not as much as the men. Especially in Madison. Like a lot there's a lot of like women who come out to really to shows looking for their next boyfriend okay. or you know. Like, uh, so yeah, I was just at Comedy on State last weekend with uh, Michael Longfellow, who's yeah. very attractive. And then uh, Alex Dragovich was his feature. Yeah. So it's like just women, on the podcast, yeah. women were coming up to them left and right. Yeah. What I thought was really funny was Alex was telling a story about how some guy came up to him because he had like some sort of breakup joke. And the guy was like, thanks so much for telling that breakup joke, man. I just went through a breakup. Right. I'm like some nice solidarity. And he was like, while I was talking to him, some woman came up and like handed me her phone number. Right. And I was like, this poor guy. <laughs> Alex, uh, I've done shows with him. I've ta- I used to take him on the road with me when we do shows. And he's just like, just people love him. Oh, like, yeah. He's, I mean, he's a tall former basketball player. And, and now he's so funny, too. It's yeah, like he's, he's a triple threat. But now he knows he's... Now he knows. And he talks about it on the podcast on how it's helped. He's like, yeah, now that I'm actually funny, it's like much <laughs> easier to meet women. And I saw him. We did a show last night and he had this woman that with him that I was like, oh, God, she looks like Heather Graham, which is like my crush. So I was impressed. <laughs> um, but you still you said not as much as guys. So it does happen, though. Oh, yeah. I've had like a couple of couple of guys come up. And, and w- are they guys that are like like uh, alphas or are they like kind of nerdy guys that are like freaked out or intimidated by you uh yeah i think it's always been i've had a couple people come up to me and i don't know it's it's never been something i've been into it's always like i'm always like i feel like they know too much about me if it's like they just saw me do 20 minutes of comedy and Mm -hmm. 
Uh, not that I'm like super duper dirty or anything, but I'm just like. But you're telling stories about yourself. Exactly. Yeah. It's all it's really about like my life and stuff. Absolutely. So. Do you feel like it's, uh, has there, uh, you're not, they're not your type or they're like, you're just not attracted to them or because you feel so vulnerable or both? Um, I do think it's just kind of like a vulnerability thing Okay. of like a couple guys too. I feel like guys too, they come up and there's a lot of guys who come up to you after shows and are like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. You do comedy. I'm going to do comedy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're always like, well, I'm thinking about doing comedy. Yeah, the best part is I run an open mic. So now when people do that, I'm like, come to my mic. Yeah. Here's all the information. If I don't see you there, I guess we'll know. <laughs> right. Do people, has anyone ever taken you up on it and showed up to your open mic? No. They're I like have told it several people, you know, yeah. several guys have come up and been like, you know, I've always wanted to do comedy. And I'm like, well, then here's all the information for you to get involved. No one ever does. We, uh, we did a show two nights ago where, um, this, uh, it was like at a condo. And uh, this guy came up and goes, hey, is this an open mic? And we're like, no. He's like, can it be? And he tried to pay the host to oh go gosh. do time on a, sh- a corporate condo show or whatever. And I was like, this guy thinks he can do comedy. And then we were like, just go to, there's a there's a, there's an open mic later tonight. Here it is. It's literally across the street. And he's like, I'll go. And he didn't go. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I, I heard he didn't go. So I don't know. I didn't do it. But, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, people say that. And I feel like women get the brunt of that where they see they a guy sees a woman do comedy. He's like, oh, I'm going to do that now because yeah. they're they're in, they're intimidated. They see you crushing and they're like, I think I can do that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That means you made it look so easy because you're good at it. Yeah, hopefully. I yeah. mean, I do kind of take it as a compliment. Yeah. 100%. Anytime someone that says it to me, I'm like, OK, you think you think because I, I made it look easy, you can do this. But you're going to freak the fuck out if you try this for the first time. Yeah. Same with like, I feel like a lot of guys come up and are like, oh, I heard that one joke here. Here's a tag yeah. for it. And I always take that as a compliment of like, well, at least you remembered it and made you like think about it. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. You know, like if it's a really rich premise and you felt like you could come up with more ideas about it, that means it's probably like a good base of a joke. So, well, now what about, um, well, that that clearly won't happen if someone comes up to you after a show. What about like DMs? Are you getting guys in your DMs that are creepy or like guys that like they shoot their shot? And what would it take for them for you to even consider that? Um, Just going out with them. Yeah, I don't know. Because you're going to get some from the show. So you better <laughs> better be clear here. Yeah, I I don't know. I've had the one guy who like really slid into my DMs hard was I had set up. This was I when I was in Madison's Funniest Comic Competition. I made a Tinder and I mostly like put it on my social media. as like a ha funny. Oh. I'm going to win the audience vote. You okay. know, I'm going to I made it on Tinder and I thought it was really funny, too, because a lot of people came up to me and were like, I was swiping through Tinder. That made me laugh so hard. Okay. Because I had like a bio that was like, I'm in top five for Madison's Funniest. If you come out and vote for me, maybe I'll have sex with you. I probably won't, but maybe. Right. And, uh, but some guy like found me from that and then like sent me an Instagram DM and was like, I really admire you chasing after your dream. I would love to go on a date with you. And I was like, but if you saw me on Tinder and I didn't match with you, like that should be enough information there. Right. But. Didn't work out. Uh, I, yeah, I was not that into it. I don't know. Okay. So what have been successful ones? Has there been a successful slide into your DMs? Um, I think if you already know me, things tend to go better. Okay. Um, 
Yeah. Like I, I, right when I got out of my relationship, I like dyed my hair and made like a big Instagram post of like single, you right. know, and a couple people I knew like hit me up and I was kind of like, oh, they're interested. So I feel like that's they were waiting a little more, for you to break up. Yeah. That's a little bit more of a, like if I already know you and you're just kind of like, hey, hi, you know, we've met in the past and I have followed you on Instagram and you followed me back and it's been three months, but Hey. I finally had the balls yeah. to slide into your DMs. Nice. When you say you broke up, you you colored your hair. What was that? Just like a oh, this was metamorphosis actually, type thing. Okay. Well, okay. Um, the comic I dated, his last name was Brown. Okay. I mean, I guess it still is, unless Fair something enough. happened. Yeah. But I I have brown hair, so I dyed it red, and then took took a bunch of pictures and captioned them "No more brown." Oh wow. Um, which I just thought was like a that's a, a good, good one. Bit. <laughs> Did uh, would you were you uh? Well, obviously, there's pun intended there for that. But did you do it also as a way to be like, all right, I'm single? Did you go out and make some bad decisions after that just to, like, get it out of your system? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's COVID, so it really wasn't like I didn't hook up with too many people. But um, did you get COVID? Uh, I did get COVID. Late in the game? Very late in the game. I got I got the. I feel like Madison got it way late. Well, I got the Chicago comedy Christmas COVID last oh, year. Oh, yeah. yeah. Omicron. I got, I got it. that one too. I, I got it from Roy Roosh because I drove him from Chicago back to Madison for okay. Christmas. And then he texted me two days later being like, hey, I was the most contagious when I was in your car. Right. And then um, you got it. Yeah. Which I thought was funny because my sister had like a COVID scare around the same time. And she had hers from her boyfriend because her boyfriend had COVID. And she was just like, yeah, I don't know how I didn't get it. I mean, we've been spending all this time together. I've been kissing him. And I was like, I got it from like a car crying about our breakups in my car, <laughs> which is very funny. So, okay, so after the, you did the red hair thing, though, did you, like, you because of COVID, you weren't allowed to meet up with other guys? Or were you, like, were you, like, just going out? Were like, have you been safe? You're like, ah, good enough. Let's just, let's just do this. Um. Well, yeah, let's see. We broke up, like, end of 2020. And then oh, I kinda, so that was, like, when it was COVID was still unknown. Yeah, that was still, like, you know, like, the vaccine was announced a couple months mm-hmm. later. um, Or, like, a month later. And I will say that, like, that spring, I kind of had like, you know, a little bit more of a hot girl summery moment. Hair was my still birthday. red. Yeah. The hair was still a little red. Um, I also will say, though, you really shouldn't make any drastic hair decisions right after a breakup. I went like <laughs> aerial red and it was a lot. Like, okay. It ruined a lot of my like sheets. <laughs> like it was oh, bad. No. Um, I don't know. It was like it was a fun thing to do as sort of like a main character moment. Sure. Um, but definitely did, not sustainable. Did the... Did the comedian that you dated's friends also, did any like other comedians slide into your DMs? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to, you got, don't say names, obviously, but you got to cover that on, on stage where you're just like, they're just such fucking heathens. Oh, All of them. Yeah. It's wild. It really. Yeah. And you didn't consider all of them. Please tell me you didn't hook up with oh, them. I didn't consider all of them. Any of them? <laughs> um, oh, no. It's you fine. didn't learn. It's fine. Okay. Everything works out in the end. <laughs> what do you mean by that? I'm still friends with all those so guys. So you just hooked up with a couple of guys in the comedy scene. You're like, okay, now I'm done. You didn't yeah. date them. You're like, you knew exactly. going in, you weren't going to say I love you a year exactly. in. Exactly. Like yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I do feel like it's just kind of. I don't know. I I feel like you can hook up with comedians. That is my dating hot take is as long as you like don't get too attached. And I think if you guys are on the same page about, you know, mm. it being out of convenience, I think you'll be fine. 
it's it, you it gets be, very slippery you gotta be very careful. quickly yeah, yeah. But. you don't you'll see especially for guys it's a little different but we'll see yeah okay we're out of time I want you to go on the dating apps and <laughs> fucking make some bad decisions and come back on the podcast when you when you have okay. and maybe don't color your hair this time. Uh, Olivia, where can people find out more about your upcoming shows and everything like that? Uh, great. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. I feel like that's where I post most of my shit at OJ Wit, O-J-W-I-T-T. Um, I am hosting the Argus Bar and Grill mic every Sunday in Madison. If you want to see me there, I'm usually at Comedy on State on Wednesdays. Um, I'm also in a sketch group called Grapefruit Bubbly. Um, we Where's also that? have YouTube. Oh, okay. Um, you can find us there. We also have like gfbubbly.com. We post all of our shit there. We can sign up for our newsletter. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. Just around doing comedy. Follow me on Instagram. Awesome. Thank you so much, Olivia, for doing the podcast. Well, thank and, you for having uh, me. And come back and tell us what other bad decisions you make in your future life. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to another edition of Singles Only Podcast. But I'm still